I want to get right into the word today. If you have a Bible, flip open to John chapter 21. John chapter 21, I want to, want to um, talk briefly today on a, on a subject called the other side. The other, the other side. This past week I got in the car with my buddy Chase and we drove across town to the, to the other side of town. And, and when we got there, he's like, yo, this is a really, really, really nice neighborhood. We were in Maitland. He's like, this is a nice neighborhood where they live at. And I said, as I was driving through Maitland, I said, let me take you to the, let me take you to the other side. I want to take you to Edenville. I want to take you where I learned how to where I learned how to play basketball in the, in, the, in the area that I grew up at. And he said, um, so I took him over there, and we crossed the train, the train the, we, we crossed the railroad tracks there in Lee Road, and we got into the neighborhood. I said, that's where my, my dad grew up. That's the school my dad went to, Lockhart Junior High there. And, and I said, that's where my, my dad had an afro at back in the 60s, and my dad went to dances there. And uh, my dad tells me this story all the time. He said, um, he said back, back in the day, my grandma, she spanked us with, a, with an extension cord. Some of you guys are like, we need, we need to bring that back. Uh, but he said, man, we came back from the dance one night. We were so late. He goes, uh, he goes, I remember being in the house, and I got there before. My, I got there just on time for curfew, and my brother came in late. and goes, my grandma walked over that window, and she grabbed my uncle, Uncle Tim, by his afro. <laughs> she put him by the afro, and she goes, she wore, she wore him out. And, and so I was showing him the house that my, my, my grandma used to cook me Thanksgiving and Christmas meals at, where I played basketball at, where I learned how to play basketball at. The first time I ever smelled marijuana, I said, I, I, I was showing him all the places. It was the, it was the other side. You know, a, a lot of times in life, it, it takes for us to go to the, to the other side. For some of you guys in here today, you had to go through a season of life where God had to take you to the, to the other side for the things to happen. You were in a tough situation, or maybe you were, in a, you were in a valley, and before God did what he wanted to, he had to get you all the way to the to the other side. We, Pastor Joel talked last week about the children of Israel. At one point in their life, they were running, and they were running for their lives. The Egyptians were right behind them. They were going to kill them, and God had to take them to the, <clears throat> to the other side of the Red Sea, and so Moses, part of the Red Sea, and the people walked through it, and when the enemies came through the water, it shut them down. They had to get through the through the other side, another point in the season of life for the children of Israel, they were wandering because they weren't doing what God called them to do. God said, hey, I have a land promise for you, but in order for you to get the land promise for you, you're going to have to go to the, you're gonna have to go to the other side. And they had to get to a place where they had to cross over the Jordan River. They had to get to the other side in order to get what God had them to get. And the promised land was on the other side. The children of Israel, they had to go to the other side. There was another story in Scripture where Jesus had just fed 5,000 people and things were going crazy. And Jesus tells the disciples, hey, guys, it is crazy. We're going to have to go to the other side. We're going to have to go get in the boat. We're going to go to the, to the other side. When they get in the boat, they get out there and they start going. Jesus says, I will meet you guys over there. You guys get in the boat. Go to the other side. I'm going to meet you over there. We'll meet up when we get over there. And at some point, the, the water started shaking, and the, and, the, and the water began to move, and a, and a hurricane or a tornado across the water, or the water's moving, a lot of movement going on there in that body, in that area, and the, 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 the boat was rocking and shaking, and Jesus comes walking down on water. Now, the water was shaking, but Jesus wasn't shaking. There's a message there. A lot of times, our life is shaking, our life is moving Jesus is constant and Jesus is steady. So Jesus walks down the water and Peter says, Jesus, man, I want to be where you're at. I want to be, Jesus, I want to, I want to be where you're at. And so Jesus says to Peter, Peter, if you're going to be run at, you're going to have to come to the, you're going to have to come to the other side. And where the other side is, the water is shaky and the water's moving. Where you're at now, it's, it's, it's actually kind of comfortable. You're probably a little bit dry there, but if you're going to come where I'm at, you got to come out to the other side. So Peter took his little, little legs and stuck them up over the, the side of the boat, and he began to walk on water because when you begin to walk, if you're going to walk on water, you're going to have to go on the other side. All throughout Scripture where we see God moving in a great way, it always happens, it always happens on the other side. 
I meet so many people I have coffee with and dinner with throughout the week, and they want God to use them. They want God to move them, but it's, it doesn't happen where you're at. It happens on the, it happens on the other side. It happens on the other side. I love what uh, I've heard Will Smith say. He has a viral video out on, on social media that basically says God has placed some of the greatest things for us in our life right on the other side of our fear. You know, a lot of us, we look at fear and we stay where we're at. We can't, we can't imagine things being good because all we can see is what we see and we see this obstacle, we see this mountain, but the, where God does his best work is on the, on the other side. And so I want to preach a message today called the, the Other Side. I know a lot of times we look at the, the apostle or the, the, the Peter and we think, man, what a great, great, great man of God. Man, he got to walk on water. We know, you know the story, but he begins to sink and he had to fix his eyes. I want to preach a message called Fix Your Eyes, but he fixed his eyes and he began to go back up to the top again and Jesus took him and put him back in the boat. But Peter hasn't always been a water walker. Peter hasn't always been doing exactly what God called him to do. Peter wasn't always on the other side. He got to a point in his life where Jesus, we see here in this passage of scripture in John chapter 21, where, where Jesus, he dies on the cross for our sins. He's put in a tomb. Three days, three days later, he's, the tomb rolled away. He walks out of the tomb. He cleans up his, his bed and his linen. He walks out, and they begin to see him again. Now, the, Peter and James and John, the disciples, they had gone from where they were at to the other side so God can use them. They were where God wanted them to be at, and then all of a sudden God disappears to them, and they go back to the wrong side. Like they were on the right side, and God was using them, and God said, hey, I'm gonna, I want you guys to come and follow after me. And they were following Jesus, and, and they were fishing after people, and they were reaching people, and they were doing miracles and signs and wonders, and they were touching people, and they were being healed, and they were, they were touching people's clothes, and they, were, they could walk, and they could see again. They were doing all kinds of crazy things, but God, as a cross for our sins, he goes to the tomb, he raises again, and they're like, yo, where's Jesus at? Where did he, where did he go? So they're like, well, I guess he's gone, so they went back to the, they went back to the wrong side. And so we find him back in the boat again. Peter had been out of the boat, but we find him back in the boat again. John chapter 21, verse 1, the Bible says later, <clears throat> Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. They're out there in the water. The Sea of Galilee is a very familiar place that they had been around a lot. They were, they were used to that body of water. They were comfortable by that body of water. The Bible says, so this is what happened. Several of the disciples, they were there, Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to go back to the, to the other side. I'm just, it's not working out anymore. It was a good run, guys. We, we had an incredible run. It was, a, it was a good season, but we didn't quite, we didn't quite make it. We didn't quite make it. So he says, well, come too, they, they all said. And we'll come too, they all said. And <clears throat> they went out into the boat, but they caught no fish all night long. Professional fishermen catching Catching no fish, I, where I took Chase at the other day, there was a lady on the side of the, on, on the, side of the, um, on the side of the road, she was fishing. He goes, I've never seen a lady fishing on the side of the road before. I said, bro, welcome to Orlando, Florida. <laughs> we'll fish anywhere in Orlando, Florida. I, I remember the first time my grandpa took me, took me fishing. I've told you guys this. My grandpa wasn't called grandpa. His name was Poopaw. I don't know if that was a black grandpa's name. I've never heard a white grandpa named Poopaw, but we called my grandpa Poopaw. And I remember Poopaw taking me fishing for the very first time, and I spent the night with him. At 5 a.m., he woke me up. And I was so excited for all the things fishing. I was just ready to go. So at 5 a.m., I woke up. My, I knew my grandpa when he went fishing. He drank coffee. I was so excited to drink coffee for my very first time. I remember my grandpa making me a cup of coffee, putting it across me. He said, son, if you drink that cup of coffee, it will put hair in your chest. And I said, give me a large cup. <laughs> I was so excited about coffee. Put that big sip up to my mouth, and I spit that coffee right back all over him. 
Worst stuff. Now, I, now I'm addicted to this stuff, and I love it. But I remember thinking, man, I want all the things, I want all the things fishing. And I thought we were going to catch a boat full of fish. My grandpa pulled out the boat, and we went over to a place called Lake Jessup. If you've ever been on 417, you've been on Lake Jessup, you don't want to go fishing on Lake Jessup. There, there are more alligators in there that need to be. <clears throat> and we're out there catching my, gran- my grandpa, Poopal, stolen his, his, his rod, and he's hitting alligators on the back. I mean, there are alligators everywhere. He's stolen his rod. It's hitting on the back of their head. And I later found out later that alligators can come out of the water half their body length. And I thought, man, this is a terrible, this is a terrible, terrible experience. We're going to die on Lake Jessup, but we're going to be together. And I've had coffee, and I've got, the hair was already growing on my chest an hour later. I was like, I'm going to make it. The Bible says that they fished all night long. They caught no fish. For, verse 4 says that dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. And he says, fellas, another translation says, hey, boys, which is disrespectful if you're, if, you're, if you're a young man. He goes, have you guys caught any fish? And they're probably thinking what you're thinking. They want to yell out some, some, some stuff they shouldn't say. Now, they were Christians, but they weren't perfect. They were the kind of Christians that, that cuss too, you know. Like, they want to be like, yo, watch your mouth. Or, hey, let's fight. You know, they're saying some things. They're saved, but they're not perfect. You know what I'm saying? I had one of my friends today, she cussed in front of me. She goes, I'm so sorry, Pastor. You got to pray for me. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to fix that. That's what these guys were at. They're like, yo, you want to fight? You got a problem, bro? Verse, verse 5 says, no, they replied. Verse 6 says this. Then he said, well, you guys need to throw your nets on the, on the other side. Like where you've been fishing at, on, on that one side, the left side, it's not really working. You got to throw it on the you got to throw it on, if you want to catch fish, you're going to have to throw it on the other side because the side you're on, it's not working for you guys. Now, mind you, these guys have probably moved their boat around a couple of times. They caught, they fished all night, but they caught no fish. I mean, their boat is empty, and these guys are used to filling up the boat. They were professional fishermen. And Jesus says to them, hey, guys, you need to throw your, <clears throat> you need to throw your nets on the other side, and you'll get some. You'll get some. So they did. And they couldn't haul the net because there were so many fish in it. They're fishing. They're, they're bringing the nets up, and, the, and the, the, boat is, the boat's tipping to the left and to the right. Verse 7, the Bible says that then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, it's the Lord. Now, the disciple that, that Jesus loved was, is John. He's the favorite disciple. I know moms in here today, you guys, don't, you're not supposed to have a favorite, but Jesus had favorites. So if you have a favorite mom, it's okay. No one ever admits that. Like, I've never met a mom that says, yeah, I have a favorite kid. My mom has one. She's in here right now. I don't want to say which one it is, but he's standing on the stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, every mom has a, every mom has a favorite. Don't shake your head no. I am your favorite. At least I'm your favorite son. I'm your favorite son. <clears throat> so we get to the season right here where they've caught all the fish, and the goody two disciple, John's like, hey, guys, whenever that guy, I think he's thinking, whenever that guy said, uh, hey, you need to, Throw the nets on the, on the other side. That sounded a little bit familiar. He began to process, where have I heard that? Where have I heard the other side before? I, I think we've heard that. I think we've heard that before. Verse 7, the disciple says, it's the Lord. He said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, now I love Peter. This is, this is my kind of dude. Peter, he put his jacket back on, and that joker jumped into the water, and he headed to the shore. Like, I would have kept my shirt off. I would been, you've been more water resistant. Less clothes, faster you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to swim as fast as I can. I'm going to go see you. But Peter throws his clothes back on, and he jumps in the water, and he goes swimming as fast as he can to get to Jesus. The other guy stayed in the boat. They pulled the loaded net to the shore. 
for they were, on, they were only about 100 yards from the shore. They could have just took the boat in, but Peter's like, I cannot wait to see Jesus. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Amen. I'm with you. Verse 10, the Bible says, bring some of that fish you guys just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard. He dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net had not even torn. I don't know if you've ever caught 153 fish, but that's a lot of fish. That's a lot of mahi-mahi, which I'm getting hungry. You can tell I start talking about food. But I like, I like me some mahi-mahi. My friends live over on the coast. Like, hey, we want to invite Clinton that spoke two weeks ago. He's like, we want to invite you guys over for dinner. I said, great, what do you want us to bring? He goes, oh, we don't need you to bring anything. We're going to catch fresh seafood the night before for you guys. I said, God's favor. You know what I'm saying? Favor ain't fair. I will take the fresh seafood. It says they had 153 fish, and the nets didn't even and tear. In verse 10, verse says, Jesus says, bring some of that fish you guys just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard. And he dragged the net to the shore, 153 large fish, yet the net had even torn. Verse 12, now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew exactly it was the Lord. Verse 13, then Jesus served them the best meal that they had ever had. I'm, I'm, I'm in here today, and the thing that God wanted me to share with you, and I believe this for all of us in here today, is that God is looking for some people who are willing to go to the other side. God is looking for some people <clears throat> who are willing to go to the other side. And the question is not, can you go to the other side? Because the answer to the question of, of can you go to the other side is, is yes. The question is not whether or not do you have the, the talents and the abilities to go to the other side, because the answer is the answer is yes. Whatever you have, the Bible said God, is, God has already equipped you. God's already called you, but he's, he's looking for some people in this building right now to say, I'm, I'm looking for some people who are willing to go to the other side. And if you're willing to go to the other side, it's going to be it's going to be incredible. You're going to go through seasons of your life where you're going to get on the other side of the boat, and it's going to be awesome. There's going to be some seasons of your life where you're going to stay inside the boat, and it's going to be comfortable. There's going to be seasons where you can get outside the boat, and things will be going pretty good. You're going to get walking and talking and moving, but then you're beginning to seek. He's looking for some people who are willing to go to the other side, but you can't come to a building like today. You can't come here and message like today. You can't come here and worship like today and leave here wondering if God's talking to somebody else. The question that you need to ask yourself is, is God talking to me? Am I the one that, God, that God's asking today to get outside the boat and go to the, to the other side? Is, is that where God's calling me at? And my answer, the question, the answer needs to be to all of us today. The answer is yes. God wants every single person in this room to go to the other side. You know, what I, what I love about, um, what, I love about what, what God teaches in the, in, in the Bible is that God is very consumed with the world. God's very consumed with loving all people at all times, in all places. It sounds familiar. We got that from the Bible. God's very consumed with loving you where you're at, but he loves you so much that he doesn't want you to stay where you're at. He wants you to come over to the, to the other side. Are you going to go to the other side? Are you willing to go to the other side? Some of you in here today, you think, well, I need some more. I have some more questions that I need answered before I decide whether or not I'm not going to go to the other side. Jesus called these guys that are in the in the boat here today. The one that jumped out, he went up to me and said, "Hey, do you want to go to the other side?" And they said yes. And one said, "Hey, I want to go and tell my mom and dad I gotta go." And Jesus says, "You don't. I don't need you to do anything, but you gotta come with me." The one says, "Man, I I got some family things I need to go take care of. I need to go. I need to go shut down the family business. I need to go and do this, and I go do this." And Jesus says, "No, no, no. I need you to. You need to come with me because where we're gonna go." you got to be willing to go no matter what. Are you willing to go to the other side? 
there's a couple things you get if you go to the other side. And I, I think these are awesome. And I, I meet so many people. I was, I, was at a, uh, I was at the YMCA last night. And this guy says, well, the kids can't do that, and they can't do that. And, and I heard the, the guy at the front desk say to the, the guy, there are more things that the kids can do than there are things that they, that they can't do. I think so many people think Christianity is one of those things where I can't do a bunch of things. There are way more things that you can do than there are things that you, that you can't do. Are you willing to go to the other side? I wrote down a couple things about the other side. I want you to know if you decide to go to the other side, growth is on the other side. I've never met a person in life that doesn't want growth. You're telling me today, Wes, if I decide to follow Jesus, I'm gonna grow? Absolutely. Everybody that I know that's following Jesus is growing. Do you wanna have growth in your life? I had a girl say recently, we were, at a, we were at a Bible study at my house, and she said, oh, <clears throat> she was telling the girl next to her, she's like, you're going to love this place. She's like, it's, it's not even church. It's better than church. And I'm like, yo, I need to coin that phrase. That's baller. Sometimes I realize, man, we're not really, we're not really doing church. This is better than church. <clears throat> Kenny that played uh, guitar today, I walked up to him. I go, hey, you going to wear that hat up there? He went like this to me. <laughs> And his wife, they've only been married for less than a year. She's like, he's just kidding with you. <clears throat> I say, yeah, I'm just kidding. I grew up in a church where there were so many, you had to look a certain way and talk a certain way and act a certain way in order to come into the building. I remember when I interned as a, as a I interned at the church I grew up my whole entire life, same church. I remember growing up at the church, the church I interned, I, I walked up with shorts and, and flip-flops and a t-shirt on a Wednesday night to youth group. And my pastor said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to youth group. He goes, not dressed like that, you're not. Are you serious? Because yes, <clears throat> I've said this to you guys since the day, day one of our church. There, it's easier to get into a nightclub than it is to get into church in America today. And that's not okay. That's a problem. This should be a place where everybody comes. There's a guy that comes to second service. He's homeless. Sleeps in his car. He, he, he was coming to church a few weeks ago and he, he's, um, and, and he, he found out. He said, I can't come to church. He texted me, messaged me. That he goes, I can't, can't come to church next week. I said, why? He goes, because apparently it's a law in Florida. You can't leave your dog in the car even if the windows are, even if the windows are down. His wife died of cancer last year. He, he left Maine, got in his van, drove down here to Central Florida because that's where most homeless people go. The most amount of homeless people in the world, in, in, the, in, the, in the States, they come to Florida because it's hot and warm here. You can park, they park their cars, and my, my kids say, where, where does he sleep at? Well, he parks in, a, in a, his car at a place where there's 24-hour, uh, a store that's open at 24 hours and sleeps in there underneath the light. And so he said, you know, I, I can't go to church next week. I gotta find a place for my, for my, for my dog. You know, that I'm so glad that he came to our church. I'm so glad when he came, I mean, I feel like I can, I can belong here. I've been at some churches before where they've escorted, they've escorted people who looked homeless, smelled homeless, and acted homeless. I've seen them escort them out of church. That shouldn't be okay. This is better than church. You get to come here and hear about Jesus, and then you get to grow. A relationship with Jesus, going to the other side, it, it guarantees you growth. You get to grow. The Bible says they had caught fish on it long, and once they caught there, Jesus had thrown them on the other side, and 153 fish showed up. Some of you guys in here today, you're asking God to do some things in your life, but the thing you should be asking him for is growth on the inside. All the other stuff will come. All the other stuff, all the other stuff will come. We sponsor a little girl in Nairobi, Kenya. 
Diana sent me a picture of her this morning. She's a mom and a dad, and she, she helps her go to school there at the, um, at the church there. Our church has a school and a church and a sports program and all kinds of incredible things. And we sponsor because we want her to grow. Because when you're on the other side, you want everybody else, and you begin to grow, you want to help other people grow. Growth is on the other side. The Bible says that over 153 fish got in that boat, and Peter jumped out and swam. He said, oh, man, Jesus, I missed you. There's growth on the other side. Here's the second thing. Rest is on the other side. Rest is on the other side. Now, a lot of you guys in your day, you think growth and rest, they can't coexist with each other. <laughs> You're like, man, I don't really know. I, need, I could use some rest. A lot of us can use rest. We live in a society today where there's a lot of people who need some rest. Rest is on the other side. Because when you go to the other side, the things that matter, the things that you think matter, those things begin to change. The things that you pursue all the time and that you want to go after all the time, when you get to the other side, you realize those things, are really they're not really worth pursuing. You, you begin to change the way, you change what you pursue when you're on the other side. When you're on the other side, you change what you invest in. Instead of investing in stuff, which I'm not against stuff, you like, man, I want to invest in, I want to invest in people. People, when you, when you go to the other side, you invest in people. You make a difference. Rest is on the other side. The rest is on the other side. You ought to work hard. You ought to work 40, 50 hours a week if you can. You ought to work hard. I believe in working hard. I, I think you ought to work hard. People message all the time, say, do your heart. Uh, when I, my friends call me all across the country, they say, dude, I'm watching you on social media. How, how's your pace? How's your pace? Clint asked me when he got here last week, he said, how's your, how's your pace? I sat in town with another pastor this week. He goes, hey, bro, how's your pace? How's your pace? My friends, the bus trains are here today. Their grandpa, invested, their grandpa invested in this church to help start this church. They're from West Palm. They're visiting today. And every time I'm with their grandpa, they thank me for loving them. I'm like, I don't know why you're, why you're doing that. I don't really, I didn't do anything. He's like, yeah, you hung out with them. They were heathens when I, met, when I introduced you to them. I'm just kidding. They weren't. They're going to be gone for second service. The story in second service is going to be like, yo, they were heathens. <laughs> but they're here now, so I have to retract it. <laughs> That's how that works for me, right, Ryan? <clears throat> he always thanks me. They're leaders in their church in West Palm. They live in one of the fa- they go to one of the fastest growing churches in the country, and they're leaders there. They're making a difference. You know, I, I go to a big church, I can't make a difference. You can go to a big church and make a difference. You go to a small church and you can make a difference. Growth is on the other side. Rest is on the other side. These guys are killing it down there, making a huge impact. I'm so proud of them. Their, dad, their grandpa always thanks me. He says they're killing it down there. Well, because when you go to the other side, what you invest in, you change what you invest in. You just, you, just, you just invest differently. The rest is different. <clears throat> you know, I, I, when I watch them now, I, I used to watch their story when they were in Orlando, they live in Orlando. Now I see when they go out and do things, they, they rest differently. When you go on the other side, you rest differently. They want to rest. When, you, when, you, when, you have, when you're on the other side, you want to rest with people, not by yourself. You want to rest with some good people. They do some really fun adventures together, family. Rest on the other side. Jesus, hey guys, come over here. And he had the, he had the seat there for him. And they all came up and they, they sat down. <clears throat> when they sat down, he goes, hey guys, let's have, a, let's have a meal with each other. Let's have some fish and bread with each other. Let's just, let's just eat and have a good time. Let's just hang out with each other. They're out fishing. They caught the most amount of fish they've ever caught. Jesus is about to say, hey guys, we're about to, he, Jesus is about to have a, we're not gonna get into this right now. We don't have time to. But Jesus is about to have a, a conversation with Peter. And he's like, hey Peter, you denied me three times. And he says to them, do you love me? He says, yeah. Yes, Jesus. Do you love me, Peter? Yes, I love you, Jesus. He 
Jesus asked him one more time, do you love me, Peter? He goes, yeah, then, then go, back and, go back to the other side. Don't get back in the boat again. Keep fishing after people. And Peter's like, dang it. I denied you three times. And you asked me if I loved you three times. And the answer is yes, I love you. All right, then go feed my fish. Go love people. They got some rest and they went out for some growth. And I think growth and rest can be rinse, repeat. Growth, rest, rinse, repeat. Growth, rest. I work out with a bunch of you guys in here today. We're gonna work out. We're gonna lift the... We're gonna lift heavy weights for the next 13 weeks, and then after that, we're gonna rest. And then we're gonna we're gonna grow and we're gonna rest. And we're gonna grow and we're gonna rest. Some of you guys in here today, you're coming from a season where you're like, I'm just, I've been broken, I've been beat up. Did you know this? That when your bones break, Jesus designed your body to heal back stronger than what it was before the bone broke. Did you know that? You're like, man, my pastor knows about anatomy. Talks too fast, and he knows about anatomy. Some of you guys today, you've been in a season where you're like, man, I'm just broke up and I'm beaten. I want you to know you're going to come back stronger than you've ever come back. The rest that God has prepared for you, it's going to be incredible.